The Apostle Peter has been challenging believers to build onto the foundation of faith that they had received in Jesus Christ. And he challenges them particularly to add seven very specific qualities to that faith. Now, the Apostle reminds his readers that they were to do so because the faith that they had been given had been confirmed to them. Peter himself personally testified to the power and majesty of the Lord Jesus. Thousands of years of prophecy all pointed to and were fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. And the truth he taught was beyond question. Now, not everyone, however, preached that truth. And so Peter moves now to speak about those who would preach another message. And so in Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 1, this is what he says. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Now, Peter has a lot to say here in this one verse. So let's just break it down and examine it in more detail. Now, we catch a glimpse here in verse 1 of why Peter spent time in chapter 1 to explain how he had seen the power and majesty of Jesus Christ. He does so because of what he says here in verse 1. But false prophets also arose among the people. See, Peter's telling his readers that false prophets arose among the people. Notice here how he speaks in the past tense. And he's reminding believers to consider what was written in the Old Testament scriptures. And a quick reading of the Old Testament reveals these false prophets in Israel. These false prophets distorted the truth. They presented their own ideas. They misled the people of God into error. They comforted those who lived in this error. They even mocked and persecuted those who preached the truth. Now, Peter's readers would have been aware of these false prophets spoken of in the Old Testament. But notice that Peter doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, just as there were false prophets in the Old Testament, there will be false teachers among you. This time he speaks in the future. The apostle brings the stories of the Old Testament false prophets into the time of his readers. He tells his readers that they ought to expect to see false teachers among them. Notice again what he says. There will be false teachers among you. There's absolutely certainty in these words. He doesn't say there might be false teachers among you or there's a possibility of people teaching error. The phrase there will be is a warning. There's no question in Peter's mind that these believers will have to face false teachers. And what Peter tells his readers at this time in history is just as certain in our day. Now, the fact of the matter is that the devil is the father of lies, and his intention is to distract us from the truth. And as long as the father of lies is active in this world, we can expect to see lies, his lies, being spread. 
Understand this. There will be false teachers among us. These teachers will preach in our churches. They will speak on our radios and internet. They will write books and be on our televisions. Now understand something else. In order for there to be false teachers, not everyone can be right. We live in a world that says that one person's truth is not another. But that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible tells us that there will be false teachers among us. That's to say, they will teach error and falsehood. They will mislead people onto a path that will lead to serious consequences. The Bible proclaims that there is truth and there is also error. There are those who faithfully preach the truth of God, and there will be those who preach falsehood and error. And Peter tells us that we ought to expect that there will be those who preach falsehood around us. And he warns us, therefore, about these false teachers. Notice next in verse 1 that these false teachers will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Now, the word Peter uses here comes from two other Greek words. The first is para, meaning at the side of, and the second is isigo, meaning introduce or to bring in. And so paraisigo carries the sense of bringing something in alongside of something else. Now, why do you bring something in alongside of something else? The obvious reason is to hide it. And the error Peter speaks about here is disguised in an element of truth, it comes in the name of Christianity. It's disguised in a layer of chocolate love. It, it, it's, it's painted white on the outside. But inside, Peter tells us that it's full of destructive heresies. So Peter tells us that what is being secretly introduced into the church is destructive heresies. A heresy is a belief that's contrary to the truth taught in Scripture. Now, the Bible is our source of truth, and heresy, on the other hand, rejects what the Bible teaches and promotes its own opinion. Now, notice what Peter tells us about these heresies. He calls them destructive. These are not just innocent opinions, but error that will lead to serious consequences. The Bible teaches that there is a way that leads to life, but there is also a way that leads to eternal condemnation. It speaks of a path of, that leads to eternal life, but also to a path that leads to hell and eternal fire. Now, the false teachers that Peter speaks about here are not harmless people who just have a different opinion. They are people who are leading people to destruction. 
At best, they're distracting people from a truth that leads to life. And at worst, they're promoting a truth, that, uh, an error rather, that denies God's truth and leads people straight to hell. This is a serious matter. Listen to what Jesus has to say about this in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a millstone, a great millstone, fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. If you mislead one of God's children with false teaching, Jesus is telling us that it would be better for for us to be a great millstone to be fastened around our neck and, and for us to be cast into the sea and drowned rather than face the wrath that will be the result of your teaching of this error and misleading God's people. Heresy and false teaching is not something that we can take lightly. There are serious consequences for being misled. There are serious consequences for teaching this error. Notice something else that Peter tells us about these false prophets found in the phrase, even denying the master who bought them. The false teachers Peter speaks about here were bought by the master. The picture is one of slavery where a master buys a slave, but in this case, we shouldn't see it in a negative sense. The master is the Lord Jesus, and we were enslaved to sin and destruction, but he sets us free by paying the price for our sins. Now, what is particularly striking here are the words, the master who bought them. The phrase, of course, can cause great theological difficulty. And what we have here are false teachers who have been bought by the master. These false teachers deny their master. And the last part of the verse tells us that they brought swift destruction to themselves as a result. And so the question we ask ourselves is this. Who are these false teachers who have been bought by the master? Are they believers who deny Jesus Christ? Are they unbelievers for whom Jesus died, who reject his payment? Our theological perspective will will likely influence how we interpret that verse. But what's important for us to see here is that these false teachers deny the work of Jesus Christ and teach another way. Now, what is our response to what Peter tells us here in verse 1? Well, let me say three things. First, we need to understand that there is an undeniable truth in this world. Peter tells us that he had seen this truth in the person of Jesus Christ. He saw his power and he saw his majesty and he testifies to what he saw. And the prophets of ages past all point to this truth as found in Jesus Christ. Now, our society will tell us that your truth is not my truth, and my truth is not your truth. But Peter tells us that there is a truth and there is error. There is truth and there is falsehood. And what is not true is false. And Peter does not hesitate to declare that those who did not preach the truth of Jesus Christ were false teachers, teachers of error. 
The second point we need to make here is that we need to guard the truth that has been proclaimed to us. Peter tells us that false teachers will secretly bring in heresies. And if we're not watching, we'll soon find ourselves surrounded by the enemy of falsehood and compromise. These false teachers promote their falsehood by various means. We find it in the media. We hear it proclaimed by our government. We find it in our pulpits. Our children are being taught this error in our schools. And while it's impossible not to hear this error, we need to hold up the Bible as the only truth. We must evaluate everything from the perspective of the Bible. We must, it must be our guide for life and for truth. Finally, we must lift up the work of Christ as taught in the scriptures to be our only true source of hope. Peter tells us that false teachers deny the master. The Lord Jesus alone is our master. We will call no one else Lord. We will place all our confidence and trust in what he has done. We will not let false prophets lure us into a false sense of human ability to save ourselves. We will let no false teacher point us to any other means of salvation. We will commit ourselves to trusting him alone as our master. His words alone will be our truth. His purpose alone will be our life. And we will turn from anyone or anything that denies him as our only master and Lord.